Welcome to the St. Edward's School podcast, the place where we talk to staff, parents and pupils to find out more about life at the school. This is the place to keep up to date and in touch with our school. So let's get into this episode right now of the St. Edward's School podcast. So Alex and Shaniqua, both of you, thank you for being here. How are you today? Great, doing well, thanks. Thank you very much for having us today. We've both just come from our study lessons and before this we've had break where we were both in the sixth form lounge. I believe I was playing pool with my friends and I think Shaniqua, you might have been in the kitchen. Yeah, it's been so lovely to be here as well. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah, no, I was in the kitchen eating a bagel with my friends and just chatting. (laughs) Excellent. What kind of bagel did you go for there, Shaniqua? Did you have anything fancy in there or was it quite a plain toasted one? No, it was a plain toasted with hazelnut chocolate spread. Very nice. Very nice. I'm getting quite hungry listening to this now. <laughs> so, Alex, you're in Upper Sixth and you're a house captain. So if you're in Upper Sixth, I'm going to imagine that you're already, well, I hope you are, sort of thinking about what you're going to be doing next year after you leave school. Tell us about your thought process so far, what you're thinking about doing, things you, places you may have applied to, or what's going on in your world? So I'm deciding to take a gap year next year where my main plan is to predominantly work, to make up as much money as I can, to put towards uni and I'm also taking the year to decide I've got two ideas whether I do a mechanical engineering degree or a psychology degree so I'm going to use the year to decide and come to a conclusion of what I'd like to study because my real passions are in mechanical in engineering cars but I could see a career in psychology interesting because they are both very different to each other aren't they they are Um, so that's clearly a, a big decision to make over the next year and I imagine some people are listening to this and they they might be thinking, oh, I hope Alex follows his heart and does what he enjoys doing. But then other people might be thinking, you know, I hope that he does what what is right from a career point of view. So you'll often get different points of view. But of course, it's it's down to you to make that decision at the end of the day. Shaniqua, in lower sixth, of course, I imagine you're probably, well, I don't want to presume, but you might be not quite so clear about what you're going to be doing after you leave school. Have you thought about it at all yet? Well, to be honest, it's been like it's kind of a grey area for me. I feel like I want to go into law. I'm like, I've been quite into that since I was younger, like watching my parents or is kind of introducing that kind of career for me. I'm not too sure how I'm going to start off with that, but I'm talking to the careers lady soon so we can have a discussion about it. I see. Okay, very good. Very good. Okay, so Alex, as house captain, tell us a little bit about what that actually is. What does a house captain do? So my role is to be the leader of my house which is Newman so there are three houses Moore, Fisher and Newman named after saints I believe and my role is to kind of coordinate house activities so things like sports day or house singing which unfortunately we haven't been able to have with Covid which has been very limiting this year for my role because it's we've not been able to mix the years but in a regular year it would my main role would be to organise activities, special days, to try and bring the whole school together. I see. And to be a house captain in the first place, is is that a position that you need to apply for and sort of pitch, almost like the apprentice style? It is. So we have every year, the year 12s, when, so last year for me, coming up for Shani, will be, you write an application which is read by the headmaster and a board of teachers and they'll decide who the appropriate candidates would be for specific roles. You can apply for the roles you want, so head boy, house captain, a specific year's prefect, charity prefect. Then you have an interview with the headmaster and I believe the head of academics. 
and they will after all of the interviews come to a conclusion as to who would like who'd be best suited for what role okay so tell us a bit then about some of the things you learned just when you were applying for that position because you know it it would have been quite easy to simply not apply for it and then you don't have sort of you know the, the feeling the night before you know having a presentation or meeting with any senior leaders in school so you could have chosen not to do it but you did choose to apply for it tell us a couple of things you learned from that I mean, it gave me experience as to having interviews, just something I'll have to do throughout life for university, for jobs. So any practice of that is always a good opportunity that you need to take. Also the nerves, kind of how to try and calm yourself for it. And also to be politely thankful once you've been given the position. It's good to be honest about it, but not to be rude or put anyone else down that may not have got the position. Were there many of your fellow students that are applying for that position as well? Were you up against much competition? I believe there was a small level of competition, but given the size and there was a limited number that applied, everyone was able Mm -hmm. to receive at least a position. Yeah, okay. And Shaniqua, tell me a little bit, or in fact, I might call you Shani because that's just what Alex did. So if that's all right, tell me what being a department prefect is all about. I feel like for me, it's a less of a predominant role, like as Alex is doing. But for me, I'm an art department prefect. So what I do is I kind Mm -hmm. of make sure all the art rooms are taken care of. I can attend some art clubs at lunch times, so I can kind of be with the younger students and see what they're doing or what they're getting up to at lunchtimes. Tell me what some of the good things are about doing that, about being in that position, about being in the art rooms during those lunchtime sessions. I feel like obviously art is a really important hobby for me. I really enjoy art. So being able to do something that I love whilst at the same time taking some responsibility and helping the school community is a really big part for me and I think is a really good thing for me to do. What is it about art that you love so much then? I think it's being able to express myself in a creative way. There's kind of like no boundaries. So you can really sway anywhere. You can go into textiles. You can go into just fine art, like modern paintings. It's really, you know, your world's your oyster, I guess. No, I love that. That's really good. The world's your oyster. Shani, which A-levels are you doing at the moment then? I'm taking art, business and biology. Okay. And just for fun, if you could only do one of those, which of those three would you choose? Clearly, you can do all three and no one's going to take the other two away. Don't panic. (laughs) I would probably take art. Okay, all right. I thought you might say that. So tell me one of the things you enjoy about doing business then. I feel like being able to relate with the real world. I feel like in business, we can easily connect back into the economy and how our world is expanding or how we can like join in different topics within our subjects and our classrooms that we could, I guess, infiltrate within our society. Now, a lot of people do suggest that doing business with anything is a really good thing to do, because if you're, for example, if you're into art, to use your your situation here, then if you've got a business background, then later in life, it gives you a platform to then create your own business doing that thing that you really enjoy doing. So if you enjoy doing art and then you're skilled in running a business, then you can combine those two things together. In fact, that's probably quite a good example because sometimes you get people that are very, very good at something artistic and they never actually sort of you know, enjoy success, if I put that in inverted commas, because you know, they, they don't have the business skills to actually show their work out to the outside world. So I'd, I'd really, well, a lot of people would go along with that um, 
uh, with that selection of A-levels there that you've made. Alex, to come back to you, what are the A-levels you're doing at the moment then? So I'm currently studying psychology, chemistry and physics. Psychology, chemistry and physics. Okay, right. That's a good combination. Yeah. And which of those three, if you could only do one, would you, would you choose? I think I'd have to pick psychology because that's the one that interests me a lot. And as an A-level, it's kind of more specific to potentially university and actual application. Whereas with chemistry and physics, mm-hmm. it's learning the basics, the foundation that would go on. Yeah, no, I see. I see. Apparently with psychology, the year two, there is a lot more to learn than year one. Is, is that something that, I mean, well, that's something I've heard in the past. Is that something you'd agree with? So far, I think it's relatively consistent with how it's been. I'm doing mm-hmm. so the edXL A-level and we've currently just finished clinical psychology uh, which was looking mm-hmm. at a couple of disorders, so predominantly schizophrenia and anorexia nervosa, which I found really interesting because I know a couple of people with those with the given disorders. And it's really interesting to see how it can be applied to the actual world. Yeah, no, it does make perfect sense. Thank you, Alex. So both of you, what is the Ivy House program? What's it all about? I'm thinking people that are listening to this episode right now, they may have heard of the Ivy House program, but they don't know anything about it. Other people may never have heard of it at all. Tell us what it's all about. So the Ivy House Awards are a mentoring scheme and it looks at mental well-being and looking at your future and trying to take the bull by the reins, if you will, and lead and guide you through growing up and looking at the careers you want and how to best succeed in them. Okay. So, and Alex, you just called it, you didn't call it the Ivy House program. You called it the Ivy House Award, did you call it? Yes. So it's given as an award once you finish, once you've completed the, I think, 22 weeks, you're given the Ivy House Award. Okay. So this is an award then that that students sign up to do, or is this an award which is given to St. Edwards as a school? So it has been brought in this year and it was given as an opportunity for us that the school would provide, that we could take up if we wanted to. I know a lot of my friends and I, our years signed up to do it and there's a good group of us, Um, but it was completely optional and a few people aren't taking the opportunity to do it. So how many people roughly are doing it? Any idea? Uh, In my group there is, I believe about six. Okay. And when you say in your group, how many, how many groups are there roughly? Just so we get an understanding of how it works. How many are in yours? We have two groups in mine. Oh, you've got two groups in yours. Yeah. Oh, that means... I, I'm, I'm trying to think how many people that I is. I think then. it's around four to five groups. So I think that's around 35 pe- students. Okay, all right. So that gives us a, a good insight into how many people do it then. So mental well-being. Shani, t- tell us something about mental well-being. Why, why, why is it that you feel that mental well-being is, is an important subject today? I think for me, uh, obviously with school life, it can be quite pressuring. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of just ongoing emotions that I feel like can cloud people's judgments a lot. So I feel like entering this award scheme can help me find kind of control and kind of look at my emotions and see how they're going because obviously at the moment we've only done around three four sessions I think and so far I've been able to kind of see how my actions have been brought on to other people how I can change my actions how I can control my emotions or how I can project myself as a different person or in different light to other people. Shani give us an example of, of where you can control your emotions. 
I think it's definitely, I think this is closely to my siblings. I feel like I get, I tend to lash out to them a lot because I'm the oldest. So I'm kind of Mm -hmm. in control with them and I feel like I need to tell them what to do. I need to, you know, so I feel like definitely it's being able to hold back a bit and kind of listen to their point of view and not be so hard on them, I would say. Good answer. I like that one. Alex, tell us about yourself and about controlling emotions. Have you got an example there about something you could look to control? Possibly not being quite so hard on myself. I often try and I'm trying not to since I've been started the award, but to not take things as negatively, not take them kind of downfalls, blips in the road so harshly to try and look how to move through it, get past it and how to actually positively learn from whatever experience I've had, whether it's positive or negative. I see. Now, in the media, of course, we tend to hear more and more about mental well-being. Do you think that award schemes like this have come around because there's, generally speaking, more acceptance in just having everyday conversation about mental well-being? I think there is a lot more acceptance around it now, and that's why people will try and do it, will try and set up these schemes to provide people an opportunity to talk about it with no stigma attached. Um, my friends and I were talking about it the other day that we would never normally have the sort of conversations we do in during the awards, during our meetings, but we do enjoy talking about that. Yeah, that, that's interesting. Even in that context where you're finding that you're more easily able to talk about it in, in those meetings. So then when you compare it to sort of how life used to be sort of when you were much younger, a life that you wouldn't have known so much about where there was much more stigma attached to it, then it makes, really makes you realise that things have really moved on. Okay, I'd love to talk about green cards. Tell us a little bit, either of you, about what green cards are and what they're all about. I think green cards are kind of like rewards that we get. And I think this is only inclusively for upper and lower sex form. So this is kind of like a privilege as we get being in the sex form. But it's basically like when you do a good piece of work or you show like you're helping out with the school community, kind of like just getting involved with the school and helping out as best as you can, you get rewarded with that. You get rewarded with a green card, for example. And with a green card, you can leave the school but during one of your study periods so you can leave the school to get food for example or if you get if you have a study in the morning you can have a lie-in or you can leave school early I think it's just something to motivate us to get more included with the school I would say Okay, um, Shani, I'm really glad you call that a study because some people tend to call them free periods or, or free time don't they but that sort of changes the emphasis of what it's all about Uh, Okay, and I'd love to understand a bit more about the other opportunities that there are at St. Edwards in the sixth form to to get involved in different parts of school life there. So an opportunity that I took part in last year was an engineering scheme where we worked with Ultra Electronics to create a surveillance system, a security surveillance system for military application and also for modification towards domestic, so for regular homes. And that allowed us the opportunity to look at how to manage time, how to communicate with a team, how to coordinate a team, how to find the roles best suited for people. And we came up with this project in the end that we struggled with, but we kind of persevered through and got to the end and we were all happy with it in the end. And that was that's an opportunity that's provided. I'm actually partaking in the same 
thing that he did as well it's called industrial cadets i'm doing it this year he did it last year i'm pretty sure we're doing a similar thing and just creating a project and it's kind of based around engineering which was what i was into when i was a bit younger so this kind of scheme was like in interested me and i decided to take part in that i would also say that i'm i'm in this eco club design this is like for students throughout the whole school and it's basically we are redesigning an area in our school, kind of like revamping it. Okay. But it's all based around sustainable materials, recycled materials, and kind of keeping it based mm. around the eco design quota, I would say. And I feel like for me, I'm quite like a creative person. I would like to express myself in more physical and portraits I would say and this has really been able to help me connect with the younger students being able to get back into like more technical and physical work and show something for the school as well. It's great to hear about that that eco design sounds fantastic and uh, it's good that both of you are are involved in industrial cadets we actually have a separate podcast episode all about industrial cadets so quick shout out to industrial cadets if anybody else wants to hear about that then check back in a previous episode and you can understand more about that Uh, we need to bring this to a close in a minute but i'd love to know one thing from each of you that you're both looking forward to in this future world where there is not even a mention of the word pandemic tell me one thing both of you are looking forward to i mean i'm particularly looking forward to being able to go out have complete freedom not having to worry about bringing covid home that's my main worry about it is potentially bringing it back to my parents so not having Mm -hmm. that worry over my head would be blissful shaniqua I think for me it's quite similar. I kind of wanted to go on holiday because I missed my auntie's wedding back home in the Philippines. So I feel like Mm -hmm. once COVID is over, well, not over, but kind of subsided a bit, I would love to travel and see them again. No, that makes perfect sense. And then my final question, I was going to ask you both, which is the best house in school? Uh, Alex, I'm going to say that yours is Newman, of course, because because of your role there. Shani, how about you? A hundred percent more, more house guys. And it's just <laughs> the wrong choice. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Well, let's bring this to a close. Both of you, Shaniqua and Alex, thank you both for giving up your time and for coming and talking on this podcast episode and sharing with the world what it's like to be a house captain and department prefect and also upper sixth, lower sixth and all the other things about being in the sixth form at St. Edwards. Thank you, both of you. Thank you very much for having us. It was a delight to speak to you and talk about these topics within our school. Thank you greatly for having me as well. Just to reiterate, it's great to have had this opportunity to share all of my thoughts, all of my feelings, and I'd happily do it again. So thank you. That's it for this episode and thank you for listening. To find out more, check out the school website, stedwards.co.uk. Now, our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.